Joining me on Moving Radio today is a duo of writer, director, and animators who are behind the short animated film, The Flying Sailor. Wendy Tilby and Amanda Forbes are Oscar-nominated and Palm Door winning duo behind films like When Day Breaks, Wildlife, but more importantly, like I said, The Flying Sailor is playing as part of the Edmonton International Film Festival right here on Sunday, September 25th at 3 p.m. downtown at the Landmark City Center Cinemas. And hey, if you happen to be in Calgary, they are also having The Flying Sailor as part of SIF in Calgary, which is pretty much at the same time as EIFF. Uh, Wendy, Amanda, welcome to the program. Thank you. Thank glad, you. Glad to be here. Yeah, I mean, we're always excited to talk to filmmakers and especially a couple like yourselves who uh, have an incredible track record and have been lauded with really great awards and have such great films. This film itself is kind of one of those interesting things where you're like, oh, yes, it's based on a real story. And then people might think, oh, this is some boring historical narrative. And it is anything but that, to be honest with you. Uh, I guess if our audience is familiar with Canadian history, they might know that in 1917, two ships collided in the uh, Halifax Harbor. And this caused the largest explosion or accidental explosion in Canadian history. So I mean, that's just a little bit of context, but it's really not the film at all. Can you give us a little bit more detail about your short, The Flying Sailor? Well, uh, as you say, the, the Halifax explosion is the, uh, the, the basis for the story. And, you know, it's a very unboring story, that one. Uh, it's actually quite a shocking tale. And, it's, and the explosion is actually the largest man-made explosion ever, anywhere. So it's it was huge. It you know non-nuclear, non-nuclear. What we decided we we were in Halifax for another reason, and we went to the museum, and there was just a little blurb about this sailor who had been uh, down on the pier and had wound up uphill two kilometers alive. Of course, that's really something. You know, you know, you you almost don't believe it. But we thought that that was a great basis for a film, just to ask what was that trip like. So we don't really spend a lot of time in the Halifax explosion per se. It's not particularly historical. It makes little references to it, but it's not a documentary. Not a documentary. <laughs> so it's more of a, a near-death experience, really. That's what we were illustrating with the film. I really loved about it that it was really kind of almost a, a film that gives you this incredibly creative point of view of somebody who goes through a moment like this. And I mean, you can only imagine what something like that is. And what I thought was great, and maybe the reason why you gravitated towards it was just the latitude and creativity that this kind of gives you to be inside the mind, the head, with the experiences of, of being in that a moment like that. Did you kind of just go through your own creative ideas of what it would be like? Or were you kind of looking at like, what's it like when somebody actually has that kind of like forceful trauma physically to them and how they react to it? Well, both, both are true. I mean, we were attracted to the story for the reasons you, you are saying, which is that something as subjective as that and as um, experiential is perfect thing for animation because we can kind of make it up and we can do surreality in a way that uh, is harder with if you were just 
shooting something. So it's a, it's, it's a great idea for animation. And we were, we, we read a lot about explosions though, and looked at a lot of explosions. We watched nuclear tests. We, we read about the effects of the forces on the body and all that sort of thing, but probably more so we were interested in, in people's accounts of near death and how time slows down that the commonality of the kinds of visions people have of white lights and, and bliss and seeing dead relatives. They're very common across cultures and religions. It's really quite interesting. So there's something, whatever your beliefs are, it's, it's a quite a universal experience. And so we were interested in playing with time and slowing it down and just trying to imagine what that would, what that would feel like and see if we could convey it in film. Yeah, but I think the fascinating part of be, about it would be too that, like, I think you can only really guess, like you can listen to somebody who might have had an experience like that, like whether it might be someone who was in a coma or whether it might be somebody who was like, you know, knocked out for an extended period of time to remember all that. It, it's not even going to give you the complete picture. So that's what I thought was really interesting about the film is that you kind of get drawn into it because it is such an intimate point of view of what the experience is. And you can pull out and kind of see as this man is flying around, really it's more of what's going on in his head. And then we see what happens to him. So I love the creativity of that. Well, thank you. Thank you. I mean, if you've, if you've ever had the experience of a car accident or even falling, I think most people sort of know what that's like in that sense that those moments become crystallized in your memory and you remember just what you just maybe a, an image that you saw will become extremely vivid. It's that kind of thing that people report that was interesting. Yeah, we, we did. You're, you're right in thinking that we wanted it to be a very sort of intimate internal experience. And and that's why there there's only really other one other character in the film, really non-human, as a matter of fact. But uh, we just wanted it to be his point of view. Even when you're on the outside, we wanted you to feel like you were inside the experience. We're speaking on Moving Radio today with Wendy Tilby and Amanda Forbes, the writer, director, and animating duo behind the short film, The Flying Sailor. You can catch it as part of the Edmonton International Film Festival on Sunday, September 25th at 3 p.m. at Landmark City Center Cinemas downtown. You know, the short is really striking visually too because of the seamless blending of media that you use, uh, the 2D, the 3D animation, live action, photographs. Uh, can you discuss to us about how you decide on what kind of media fits for each moment and whether or not you kind of get a little bit more experimental with it and, and try different things and realize that, oh, this, this medium doesn't work, but let's try this instead. Our background is uh, strictly 2D animation. With this idea, we felt it was important to show something of the disaster happening below him. And uh, it became, well, it was clear immediately that that was gonna be way, way too complex to do in as 2D animation. So we also wanted to try 3D. We thought it was time we took a stab at it. So that became an element. And at the same time, we were making an animatic, which is, as I'm sure you know, it's, it's like a storyboard, a timed storyboard. But we do it not by so much by images, but by pulling all kinds of things from all over the place. So some stock footage and some drawings and some, I guess that's mostly it, but photos, sketches, sketches sound effects, music, everything. 
there was a lot that sort of naturally worked together oddly the, the you know we there are a few live action shots in there and we asked ourselves a lot can we really do that and we just felt that it fit fairly seamlessly so the um the 3d stuff we set it up to just be a little bit of an intersection between something that's you know maybe heading into realism but looks a little bit more like a model railway set or something like that something a little bit naive and then that allowed us some latitude with the 3d without you know if it gets really sophisticated you expect more so we kept it fairly simple and we had to have some 2d in there because that's our our thing that's what we do that's what we like and we liked how the sailor stood out as a two-dimensional figure on this landscape it 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 sort of separated him from it in a what we thought we hope was a good way yeah big pink blob yeah on the landscape yeah so we just we just uh did what we thought worked it wasn't a um we didn't have a big master plan we just kind of did it quite organically and hope for the best so I, I mean I guess there were things we rejected but I don't it 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 really was sort of an organic process in it and that it's like you say that that flight gives you a certain freedom structurally you as long as you know he's headed from A to B inside that you can do whatever you want and so that freedom was really wonderful and um and it I think it helped us with the technique as well it helped us be looser with the technique I think what you also really achieve in this film as well is that in a short amount of time you're both incredible at really shifting gears tonally in such interesting ways first 30 seconds you're almost kind of felt to feel like and from the music almost alone this is a very different short than the one you're about to experience and then yeah. you shift into something that's an incredibly violent moment and then you also find different ways to kind of um, make it almost hypnotic or surreal or calm in some ways, even though it has been incredibly violent. Uh, do you consider those kind of things of like, we want to really be able to pack as much as we can into this story uh, and make it really represent uh, as many different, you know, shifts as we possibly can, whether it's tonally or stylistically uh, in your work? Like, did you feel that was something conscientious or is that something that just was appropriate for the project? Both, we were very conscious of those shifts were integral to this idea. And the, the idea of switching from uh, a somewhat cartoony opening uh, to the explosion, uh, we very consciously made it cartoony uh, because we wanted to convey how much, how life can change uh, on a dime, that at any moment your life can take a very serious right turn. And so for the sailor, that's certainly the case. But then the actual trajectory of his flight goes through transitions emotionally from the violence of, of the initial blast to the uh, serenity of the, the bliss of getting into the clouds in outer space. And then there's a moment that is the pivotal moment when he decides or maybe it's not. It's Don't tell too much. Don't tell too much. That's true. Well, it's decided <laughs> for him whether or not he's going to live or die. And I think that in near-death experiences, there is that moment, say, you know, you hear about people on the operating table and they're, they're resuscitated and they go back into their bodies almost. That's how they experience it. And it's like being yanked very violently back in and and there's almost regret because where they were was pure bliss. 
and going back into a body that is broken or in pain is is not really the better alternative at that moment and for the sailor continuing on in in the aftermath of a terrible event like that where what he left was pretty beautiful so we wanted to convey that ambivalence of such a moment <laughs> we also do try to pack our films really tightly with the yeah. uh, everything we can you know because animation is such a lot of work that you don't really want to be trivial it's just not you know it's just not worth it yeah and so um the tonal changes I, one of the things that we always seem to gravitate to in tone is contrast so beautiful and ugly funny and sad or funny and tragic we love those kinds of uh, contradictions fast slow yeah. loud soft that kind of thing i, I think uh, we like having range and so this one, we realized we packed an awful lot into eight minutes. And sometimes we hope people will watch it more than once because there's a lot to miss if you. Yeah, we try to make them so that you're yeah. rewarded by yeah. watching it more than once. Yeah. Uh, if it makes you happy, I watched it three times, pretty it, much it back to back to back. <laughs> Great actor, because I was like, I was like, I felt like there were just there was so much going on, and not that it was bombastic in any way, but just that I wanted to to soak into it a little bit more after okay, seeing that's great um so yeah yeah love to hear that uh we're speaking today on moving radio with wendy tilby amanda forbes they are the duo behind the short film the flying sailors can be featured as part of the edmonton international film festival sunday september 25th at 3 p.m i'm sure this is something you probably get asked a lot about and not even necessarily just by interviewers but maybe just about this idea of working together in tandem on something like this and and sharing roles and probably uh switching back and forth do you find this to be something that is kind of almost a yin yang where you end up completing each other on on projects like this like you kind of pick up the slack where somebody else has a strength or do you feel uh like your roles are constantly evolving together and maybe that's the exciting part about working as a duo you know we've been working together for a really long time now and obviously we're we you have to be pretty compatible to get that to work over the long term so we have a very similar kind of uh notions i guess or you know, interests. And, and so that really helps. And we used to, uh, early on, both do everything. And slowly, as time's gone on, we've evolved more into that kind of yin yang scenario you're talking about where and we, we've often done. One of the great things is to get really, you get really frustrated with something and you just push it over and say, here, you deal with it. And often the other person will, you know, not be in the same, uh, frenzied state of frustration and they'll see through to to a solution so we do a lot of that kind of thing uh and of course we consult with each other all the time so uh it it works really well you know we have we have dust-ups and disagreements and we had an extended disagreement about a musical thing on this one it went on and on and on and on but we <laughs> solved it we solved it <laughs> but we do we do different things now a little bit amanda does more of the drawing the animation and I do more of the editing or effects, effectsy kind of things, and uh, sound effects or, well, no, uh, or visual, visual effects yeah. too. Yeah. And um, but uh, one thing I wanted to add was that, in reference to your previous question, that mu music and sound were extremely important. And uh, the person we worked with is an Edmontonian, actually. That's right. From, from Edmonton, as I, I'm from Edmonton as well. Uh, Luigi Alamano uh, was our uh, sound person and he was 
fabulous, extremely collaborative. And uh, we worked with, he's in Montreal now, but we, we communicated remotely and we went to Montreal to record music and, and uh, the sound was sort of done very gradually, but um, sound, sound is very important to our films and it's very much how we shape the structure that you were talking about. We've been fortunate enough to be joined today by Wendy Tilby and Amanda Forbes. The film we've been talking about is called The Flying Sailor. It's an animated short uh, produced by the National Film Board. They were kind enough to hook us up with talking to you two. Uh, and you can catch it as part of the Edmonton International Film Festival in theaters Sunday, September 25th at 3 p.m. at Landmark City Center Cinemas. And as well, if you have to meet around Calgary, uh, when the Calgary International Film Festival is happening, you can catch it there as well. Uh, thank you both so much for your time and the fantastic piece of work. Uh, I hope, you know, you've already got a few awards. I hope there's more in your future with this thing. Well, thank you. Well, see, thank you. And thanks for your thoughtful questions. We really appreciate it. And for watching it three times. Yes, and for watching yeah. it. <laughs> yeah. it was